The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is coming to Melbourne. The stage show that performs all the greatest from the 80s. Saturday, August the 13th, Bunjil Place, Nary Warren. Get your tickets before they go-go or check out rewind80sband.com. So, so good. It's one of the best things. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's organically, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's Because it's not a TikTok fucking show you my cock shit. I just love it that it's broken a world record. It's the longest song to take to get to number one. Right. 37 years. Right. Mm. Excellent. How's that? Very good. Very good. I think Wayona Ryder put this in. The meeting at Stranger Things and said we've got to put a bit, oh, bit of push in the show. This is it? Yeah. She, I can tell. Let's not she beat around love. the bush. Let's not beat around Kate. And, um, Let's put some not push re- in the show. Beat around Kate's bush. That's right. Yeah. That would be a great eighties name, wouldn't it, for an eighties band? Kate's, Kate's bush. bush. <laughs> yeah. You come out every that, you know. <laughs> give out fucking what do you call it? Brazilians throughout the city. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. lovely for the community. <laughs> Hand out the Brazilians, get rid of the hair. That's right. Yeah, well, I'm Sammy Hardop. And I'm Jay Jovi. And you are listening to the 80s montage. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Kate Bush and just the amazing music that she released in the 80s. Yeah, Katie's 80s. We love it. Like, we both love Kate yeah. Bush. You've got a lot of Kate Bush about you. Well, I think she was the first woman I looked at um, when I was younger with red hair and I decided I wanted to be a redhead. Yeah, right. I don't think she's a natural redhead. I think it is a colour but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, But I was like, oh, my God, that's what I want to do. And then it was Chrissy Amphlett and then it was Pascal from fucking Wonderworld. 
Remember that bitch? <laughs> yeah. She had beautiful right. long red hair. That was it. <laughs> that's and I, right. this is how full on it meant to me. I just loved women with red hair. But her intensity. So, of course, Katie is a Leo. Yeah. So she's very Leo. She's always got the big mane of hair. Aquarian moon, no. A little bit fucking Aquarian. That will explain and the experimentation. Yes, and yeah. it will, and all her emotions in that experimentation. Oh, yes. Moon, uh, Scorpio ascendant. So oh. the biggest have Scorpio ascendant. So right. That's the uh, the craziness. Because I did watch a couple of her live performances last night and uh, Maddie comes out and goes, oh, my God, she's so nuts. And I'm like, yeah, she's nuts. I love it. Uh she loves – she's got this obsession with killing men or finding out the men are rooting around on her and, and killing, you know, them. killing them, using that you know? to kill them. Exactly. And the experiences that she talked about were really characters, almost like a David Bowie thing where she would make up a character. Yeah. Like be – you know, and we'll talk about all this stuff through the music. We're going to play – just to let you guys know, we play music on this podcast unlike a lot of others because we pay a licensing fee. Hey. I don't fuck around, mate. That's so you're right. going to hear some great music. If this doesn't convert you into a Kate Bush fan, I'll let you lick my bush. <laughs> Put it that way. Oh, great. What a consolation prize. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, look, I've I've always loved Kate Bush. I've I've loved her weirdness. She's really, I guess, I don't know. You look at Lady Gaga and what she tries to pull off, and it's like, come on, Kate Bush was doing that fucking years yeah. ago. Yeah, you know. I'll tell you what she did do, Katie. She was the first one to use the cordless microphone, like the Janet Jackson microphone. Ah. So she was the very first woman because she was something unusual. What she did that she she found a loophole in the system where. There wasn't anyone doing contemporary dance and no. singing. She was like a proper ballerina. Yeah, like a stage show. She's yeah. her own stage show. Mm. So that was where she saw herself. But she also went to the guy that David Bowie went to, the mime artist. Yeah. Uh, to Ma- learn. Marcel Marceau, was it? No, not Marcel Marceau. One of them. It was, his name was, I'm just going to get his name because I found that interesting that she signed up. That's right, she got signed to EMI. So it all comes through Gilmore from Pink Floyd, right? Pink Floyd ah, yes. was the one who discovered her and said, I'll pay for your demos. She got a demo. She got the demos done. Uh, David Gilmore took it to EMI and she was signed straight away. So right. she got a 300, I think it was a $3,000 pound advanced wow. for her first record. And this is going back when she was 19. Yeah. She spent that money on mime fucking lessons, you know, like. Oh, great. Right? And the same guy that taught David Bowie. She went to, and I think his name was, God, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We'll work it out anyway. But she went to him and started doing mine because if he'd helped David, she thought she could be helped in that situation. Yeah. yeah. For me, I think Kate's the female David Bowie. Yeah, it seems like that. You know, and it hasn't, I don't think she conformed though. No. David sort of conformed a bit in the 80s. Yeah. Where Kate has kept to herself and just done these crazy songs about, you know, being a mother of a son in the army and him well, being all, killed and stuff. Yeah, all sort of fictional. Like she yeah. explored a lot of fictional situations like from books she had read. I love that. I yeah. love that. It was yeah. all – a lot of it was from books and like really psychological. So she would sort of read this stuff and – Completely invent what it sounded like and what it looked like in her head. I love that about her. 
Yeah, well, that's right. So, and not many artists were doing that. They were just writing songs about, you know, whatever. Rooting and... And and a lot of people will call her her recluse or a bit weird, but she's nothing like that. She's actually really normal. Yeah, yeah. But the way she comes out, which is a Scorpio ascendant. A Scorpio ascendant person will portray to be a fucking mental case. Mm. They get home and they have a cup of tea and they make a, their dinner and stuff. It's it's a diff, the, the ascendant is another character altogether. Yeah, right. And that was the red hair and, I mean, look, the next song I'm going to play is the song where I really fell in love with her. Yeah. And my dad brought this video to my attention. I used to watch the music shows anyway but some days I'd miss it if I went to sports or something, you know, mm. netball I used to play in those days. And he'd go have a look, he'd videotape it for me and have a look. So he videotaped this uh, video and it was a moment that we talked about last week on the last podcast where it's like I want to be that. It was one of those moments yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. And here it is now. Awesome. She wanted to test her husband. She knew exactly what to do. To fool him, she couldn't have made a worst move. She sent him scented letters, and he received them with a strange delight. Just like his wife, but how she was before the tears, and how she was before the years flew by, and how she was when she was beautiful. like a fucking movie. This it's time. so trippy, isn't yeah. it? It's fantastic. But you know what? I'm a Scorpio Ascendant. So you yep. give a Scorpio Ascendant a video like this where they turn out to be like a fucking sex kitten yeah. in the chorus. Yeah. And you think to yourself, fuck, that's revenge. That's yeah. revenge, man. Yeah. That's yeah. good shit. Yeah. Because the story behind it is that the husband, she dresses up as a babushka. Like there's two stories. She didn't know that Babushka meant grandmother. She yeah. didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Babushka was a friend, a, a friend's cat's name. So she called the song Babushka after a fucking cat, right? <laughs> because her friend had a cat. Yeah. Called Babushka. Later she would have on, loved when she, the sound of the word. Oh, exactly. It's like Hebrew, it's whatever. She's yeah. Irish, she's part Irish, she's part yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, the story of. Giving this or dressing up a bit different where the husband doesn't know it's you and setting him up for an affair. Which is so strange. Blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I thought, oh, my God, that's a brilliant idea. Because I'm a Scorpio Ascendant, so I'm right into this. 
I want to know. I'm ten, by the way, right? <laughs> I want to know if that's what you've got to do. Like Could I'm you find literally. Out? This is an instructional fucking movie yeah. for my life, right? <laughs> Shit. Happening at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is why this was so powerful because it was also like the Phoenix Rising where she's talking about the story with a uh, – she was with like a cello and she's got the beautiful – just like a leotard on and mm. the thing over her face. So it's very dramatic and she's playing it and dancing and doing this whole routine. And then she just turns into this fucking crazy Phoenix Scorpio thing, which is totally what she is. Yeah. And I've just gone, ah, that's how you do it. You take your music and you use it as revenge. And I pretty much did. Yeah, yeah. From that time on. Yeah, yeah. But Babushka, what a fucking great song. What a great song. This went, uh, went to number two in Australia and we loved yeah, it. Yeah, Aussies loved it. Yeah. I certainly did. Yeah. My dad loved it. Yeah, it was big here. Yeah, yeah very 1980. Big. And this was off her fourth album, Never Forever, 1980. She released – um, uh, and we're going to play one of the tracks off it soon, so I'll jump to that in a minute. But yeah. she was very, um, very prolific, releasing a lot of material. You know, always working on stuff. She had written a hundred songs at the age of fifteen. Wow. Yeah. I've watched interviews with her for yeah. the last couple of days because I was right into doing Kate Bush because I think karma is something the industry really needs to go organic again. Yeah, it does. And we don't have that at the moment. So Kate coming off the Stranger Things, obviously mm. this is why we're talking about this. Yeah. Like a TV show. So the TV show is already creative. It's been created. It's a show. It's not fucking TikTok where some cunts on a skateboard. No, it's a drama. It's, it's a, a drama. Story. Yeah. People are getting paid to do it. Mm. So the thing about this, uh, the thing about Kate in Stranger Things and running up that hill is it's a character in the show. Yeah. The song is the character. Yeah. And that is another mind-blowing thing that a show has even had the fucking creativity to go, let's take that song and make it a character. Have you have you watched the scene where it's used in yeah, the show? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'll ask you this, and this yeah. is a spoiler alert if you haven't watched the part one of season four of Stranger Things. Mm. Part two comes this Friday, we just found yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very excited Very exciting. About that. Mm. Uh, but in the story, the song, they work out there's this – there's this bad guy called Vecna and he's sort of, you know, murdering the kids and stuff and he sort of takes them to the underworld. Is it under the world or it's called the Upside Down, isn't it? I have no idea. Takes them there and when he's about to sort of, you know, possess them and about to sort of eat them or whatever he fucking yeah. does, um, <laughs> he, that they work out with this particular kid, they work yeah. out that, that if – um, you play their favourite song, it will draw them back from the upside down, like draw them back from yep. the underworld sort of thing. What would your song be that would draw you back from the upside down? Like if this if this song was for that character in Stranger Things, what would draw you back? Fucking hell, I could not tell you at this moment. Mm. Could not tell you. There'd be a million songs. One. One that would draw you back. Fuck, I don't know. I feel differently about music to what I used to in the 80s. Yeah. 
I'm getting a little bit lazy and complacent where I don't feel the experience as much as I should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's because I'm so busy doing other shit. Yeah. Because I have. This is the year where I've done pre-production, production, fucking, you know, contracts. The singing's the last fucking thing for me at the moment. And then I've got to do that. Yeah, that's um, right. Do you find that that sort of – does that ruin your experience when you then sing? No, because no. I jump into that character. Oh, good. But for me to jump into that character now is really hard without an <laughs> yeah. audience. It's yeah. really different. Yeah. If the audience is there, then I know that I'm okay. Yeah. But if the audience isn't there, then I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've spent three days learning running up this hill for Saturday night. Yeah. And it's going to be a tricky, oops, first burp, tricky one because it's, the song, like Maddie said, they're going to hear it duh, 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 and fucking lose their mind yeah. and then they've got four minutes of it. Yeah, that's so right. So I've got to take that journey. You've got to be completely possessed absolutely, by that song Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, and it's not an easy arrangement. It's fucking very tricky. Yeah. And even Della said to me the other night, you know, it's opera. Mm. And I went, oh, yeah, look, it is. But it's not bad. Yeah. It's still okay. And she said the formula is just all over the shop. But yeah. if you are a Kate Bush fan, you understand it yeah. undeniably. Yeah, you're not you just it. have to breathe it. You just have to live it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a lot of concentration. So if I – look, I reckon Borderline by Madonna. I always come back to that. Yeah, right. I always awesome. come back to Borderline by Madonna. Yeah. Because that was the first time I really wanted to take singing lessons. Yeah. And I thought she was talking to me through the video going – Go to singing lessons. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, it was awesome. the la 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 at the end. Yeah. Where I heard like she was sending me a sign. Yeah. You know? But yeah, yeah. I, I think that would be – there's so many other songs though, mm. you know. Yeah. What yeah. would yours be? Uh, I reckon it would be – Wake Me Up Buttercup? No, it would be something like – it would be something pretty bogan. No, it would be – It'd be You're the Voice. <laughs> really? It'd be You're the Voice by John Farnham. So, yeah, really? Some, bogan, That's yeah. really good to sing. I fucking, when that comes on, yeah. I'm up and singing it and dancing. It yeah. doesn't matter where I am. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to do it in our band because we've got a group. We've done, used to do it years ago. Yeah. And yeah, Maddie yeah. said we've got to put it back into the theatre yeah, show. Yeah. Because it is very Australian. Yeah. Yeah. He had a voice, a voice that was incredible. Yeah. Incredible. You know? And it is smoker. all in the voice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very big smoke. Well, same as Tina and Raina. They're mm. both the same. Uh, but I love that story because it also tapped into something we're not doing, which you asked me before, do you feel that experience with the song anymore? Mm. Oh, look, Dallas and I were talking about there's a song, I am calling to you. I can't remember because um, the guy, girl from Twin Peaks died. Julie Oh, Dwight. Julie Cruz. Julie Cruz. Yeah. So we're talking about did. that. And I said, did she do I'm Calling You? And Dallas went, no, that wasn't her. And I said, I really love that song. Mm. Kate Sobrani did a version of it. Oh, right. As well. So the, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. But I think that was a perfect song because musically a lot of Kate's music is very drum-based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, she was sort of very close with Peter Gabriel and, and yeah. um, you know, Peter Gabriel and sort of that whole sound that was very – sorry sorry about the croaky voice tonight, just a bit of a 
I don't know, a bit of COVID or something. Yeah. It's not COVID. I no, it's not. Did a rat test. Probably yeah. just my AIDS flaring up. Yeah, I don't say that. <laughs> I don't know what yeah, it is. I no. have I have um, been on holidays for the last week and um, – Your body tends to crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's school holidays so I've just been sleeping in for a couple of days really. Yeah. We're going to maybe go away but – I'm just happy to fucking chill Don't go. out. We've been away fucking every week, mate. Yeah. And I've got a show about you know? to open. Fucking Aladdin opens oh, in a couple of weeks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good because I think we've got a break for a little while. Yeah, we do. Because we're doing – we're in the studio with Sudo. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, awesome. Let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. I've, I've, I have – look, I've had to sneak in a 70s song. It's one no, of I'm my favourite. I'm glad favorite. you did. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this is where we This reminds me see of her. Alice Cooper. This, yes, this actually sort yes. of, yeah, which, um, um, you know, Welcome to My Nightmare and all of that, yeah. like really fucking yeah. like that era. I loved that when I was a kid and this sort of really reminds me so it's awesome. Yeah, and, and she did this on Countdown in the 80s and I it blew my mind again. It was another platform to the Kate fucking platform. Um, the album's Lionheart. There you go, Lionheart. Oh, yes. For a Leo. She's Which was such the second album sign. that she released in that year. Yeah, yeah, this no, she's This is what I'm incredible. talking about. Yeah. This came out in November 78 and uh, The Kick Inside came out earlier that year. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to give this one. This was 1978 and it is a fucking ripper. Fucking phenomenal. <laughs> Can I just go back to when I was talking about the mime artist? That was Lindsay Kemp's. Oh, yeah, right. He was a mime and dance class artist. That's so right. he was the one that taught David. She took her royalty money or her advance, sorry, not royalty. There's no royalty in advance. Advance money and it was £3,000 and she spent it on mime fucking mime classes, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it too. And that's how people were in the 70s. Mm. They lived to be fucking artists, you know? Yeah, yeah. We all, I mean, look, I hate to give TikTok the fucking shits but you can't get off TikTok and sh- fucking do something. Mate. Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm. This was the real organic. Social media has fucked it for a lot of artists. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can get people to your gigs but creatively everyone's lazy. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah. These people didn't have shoes to wear, man. No, no. Yeah. And they'd go and do a mime class because yeah. they wouldn't eat for that night and just pay for the mime. Like it's just a different world. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And they, they were pulled along by their art, you know what I mean? Like mm. they were completely motivated by their art and their sort of artistic their soul, integrity. Really. And they, yeah. it wasn't sort of for views or for content or you know what I mean? No. It was It was just to fulfil their artistic urge. That's what I love. And she never wanted to be famous. No, not really. She no. just wanted to she do She just wanted thing. to put stuff out there. Yeah. And when, when she's interviewed, really doesn't like it. Mm. Yeah. You know, but they had – I watched an interview that was just a time lap, like it had the timer under some chick was interviewing her. And she, the chick was so shit – at interviewing her that she was like, what do you mean? Oh, no. You know, uh, but she wasn't real comfortable but yeah. she did it. Beautifully spoken. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very. Now, Dad was a, uh, a doctor. Yep. And he was a piano player or an uh, amateur piano player so that's where she would have learned how to play piano. Ah, uh, yeah. Mum was an Irish dancer. Yes. The Irish, maybe her hair was red then. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that. And her brothers, uh, John and Paddy, helped her with her music at the start as well. And I think Paddy ended up in the band because she married the bass player. Yeah, that's right. And and she's got a little kid called Birdie. Oh, that's cute. Birdie Beetle. Hey. Birdie's 23 now. Shit. Yeah. That's how fucking (laughs) fast the world's getting. That'll be right. 23. 23, and I think he's an artist as well. Ah. Now this song, uh, Hammer Horror, is about Hammer, you know, Hammer Films, the old famous sort of scary film production company. And um, this one was about uh, an actor who got sort of thrust into the role of playing the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. After the lead actor dropped out and sort of um, it was basically because the film was about an actor it was sort of the actor playing an actor, playing a role and she was like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yes. That's why she was obsessed with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Prince used to watch movies and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And Prince, Kate Bush was his all-time favourite woman. Yeah, yeah. Funny you bring Prince up because Mm. um, I was thinking today about running up that hill and how it's about – She's wanting to make a deal with God to swap, you know, the swap um, man and woman, man and woman, yeah, yeah, mm. and how much better the relationship would be if the man could see from the woman's perspective yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. And I was thinking of Prince singing "If I Was Your Girlfriend." Yeah, I think in '87. Yeah. That's right. And um, that kind of thing sort of wasn't. You know, it was only sort of those two that I can really think of that, that played with that kind of the thing gender change, within yeah. a relationship, like yeah. like appreciating each other's, like yeah, not just appreciating, right. but like like completely swapping. Yeah, you know, really yeah. interesting concept. I love just, that. Well, well, Prince had a Scorpio ascendant as well, ah, so right? he really, and a lot of the stuff that they sung about, they could have picked up this energy in a cafe, or they yeah. could have been. At the supermarket, and yeah. they just watch some weirdo do something and go on. I'll write a song about that. Yeah. So it was, um, they're very similar in that way, mind wise. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. next one's a ripper. This is one of my favorites as well. This is where she's so cute in this. 
and uh, we're just going to give it a go now and see what you think. I still dream of Busting. Yeah, great song. Absolutely. Hounds of Love. 14th of October, 1985. Now, you might know younger ones. Not younger ones. I mean, this this song came out in 92. But a sample was used from this song right. in the Utah Saints song. Something right. good, remember? Ooh, I just know that something Vaguely. Is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a fucking rip-off. Yeah, it's a sample of this. But even the vocals are rip-off. It's a sample, babe, of this. Oh, it's horrible. No. <laughs> that was a huge hit. Well, that's what I mean. Get off TikTok, cunts. That was 92, though. That was, It was a dance track. Yeah, 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 I remember. I didn't like 92 much with the dance stuff. <laughs> it started to – it was pre-social media hype. I don't know. What, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But cloud busting. Yes. This gorgeous. was off Hounds of Love as well, yeah, which was that's uh, right. the running up that hill – um, That's right. Album, yes. Greatest album. Mm. Oh, I think it's a perfect album. Mm. I actually think it's a fucking perfect yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, And I love how the on the A side it's all sort of like upbeat and quite optimistic and everything and then the, the B side is just like wacky. Yeah. Like yeah. really experimental and yeah, yeah, I love that. So we see Donald Sutherland in this video clip ah. because he plays her dad. Yeah. This is based on a book, um, a book of dreams. Yeah. And she wanted the video to do justice to the book and she wanted the song to do justice to the book. She was obsessed in this book. Yep. It's the relationship between the father and the son. Now Kate dresses up as a boy yep. in this video clip and it's, Fucking incredible because you don't know what's happening. You do know what's happening. You kind of, is she really? What's going on? But she has a short wig on so you don't see her hair. She's she's dressed up as a boy and they, they have this, I guess you could call it a cloud busting machine that they That's fix. what it's about. The yeah. cloud buster is the, it right. makes okay. rain. Did not know what a cloud buster was. Because people used to was. do that. Yeah, right. Like back, right. back fucking see, hundreds of years ago. I just thought it was like the tin man in yeah, fucking whatever. Yeah. You know? They used to fucking build these machines and like shoot stuff into the sky mm. hoping to uh, create rain. Yeah, right. They thought you could do it. 
Incredible video. <laughs> well, it's directed by uh, Terry Gilliam, who used to be in uh, Monty Python. Ah, yeah. Um, and like has done some weird fucking films. Yeah. Weird films. So yeah. it's sort of, you know, the uh, sort of two gr- very creative forces coming together. But for a young woman to be playing a boy in a video clip, mm. in today's world that's like a big thing. Yeah. Been done, mate. Yeah. Fucking years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Been done, guys. Yeah. Um, Amazing. She was really happy that Donald could do this video clip because he suited the whole genre and yeah. then the whole – like she was so grateful that he actually – came and did the sh- you know it would have been tricky to go I'm going to ask this huge movie star yeah. to be in my and video and he was clip. huge he was yeah. he was really big yeah just one thing i wanted to add with kate kate in the 70s the end of the 70s was quite big in her own right yep. everyone knew her because of what it was yeah. right Wuthering heights uh, the record company wanted her to tour with Fleetwood Mac and she oh, yeah. said no. That would have been fucking incredible. But she didn't think her stage show in 20 minutes could be developed to make sense. Mm. But she's got a point. Yeah. You know, she wouldn't be able to cut anything down. She wouldn't have wanted to do songs. Like she wouldn't have, That's right. you know, she would That's have wanted right. to do a show. It would have been wow. You know, so the record company didn't release her next three albums. So that's why there's a hole in the American market. Yeah. But fuck you, American fucking record companies. (laughs) Now she's fucking big. (laughs) See, karma. American fucking record company. Stupid cunts. Fucking always no shit. And I'm talking about American record companies, not Americans. We (laughs) love Americans. And now they're fucking... I hope this was one of the records they didn't release and they can suck my cock because mm-hmm. it's just not right. Yeah. If she doesn't want to do Fleetwood Mac, yeah. I don't think the two of them go well anyway. I don't I would think have you should have, to have two. Seen that, but I would have loved to have as well. Yeah. But two females, I don't think works on a tour. Yeah, right, right. I think yeah. there's got to be a male and a female yeah. band. I okay. don't know. Yeah, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Because. It sounds bizarre, but it would have been a lot tougher for her in those years as well. Yeah. She could have been eaten alive at that gig, man. Because yeah. Fleetwood Mac were huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she comes out with her fucking mop head and her fucking spooky looking spider. Looking around. Yeah, looking around <laughs> and fucking, you know, with her leotard on. The poor bitch could have been bashed. Yeah. We don't know. No? Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I just love the fact that record companies just don't know shit. No, exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, jumping back slightly to Terry Gilliam, I just wanted to dot through some of the films that he did yeah, as well yeah, in the yeah, 80s great. and I would love to do uh, an episode about sure. Terry Gilliam. Uh, Time can I just say, sorry, honey, yeah. this is why I love this show because shit comes up all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. what we can Fucking do. Fucking totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Time Bandits he did in 81. He oh. did uh, Brazil in 1985. I remember seeing Brazil as a kid and it fucking freaking me out. You've got to watch it. It came out in 85. Um, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen, which had Uma Thurman in her first role um, amongst others. Fisher King, which was nominated for in the 90s for all kinds of um, Academy Awards and stuff. 12 Monkeys, of course, with Brad yep. Pitt. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 
Brothers Grimm he did, which is surprising because I didn't like that one. Tideland and also The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which was the final film that um, Heath Ledger did. Ah. Yeah, the last one. It's the, wow. it's the one that he sort of got uh, sick on. Like he he um, he had he died from walking pneumonia. He, he got uh, really sick from doing that film. But really? he he died, the film wasn't completed and so – all of his mates jumped in to play that role to fill the – Oh, okay. Yeah, to finish the film. And so you've got sort of Jude Law, Johnny Depp, I think Colin Farrell as well, playing that role like through the film so that it could finish. Yeah. Pretty cool. No, incredible. So there you go, Terry Gilliam. Yeah, no, she's she she doesn't muck around, does she? Nah, imagine that. I know. Imagine those two working together and on a – Music and, video and, clip. The, and I mean, I remember the video clip cloud busting when I was little, and I actually didn't know what a cloud buster was. Mm. I mean, I still don't. Obviously, you've just told me I'm <laughs> fucking stupid. And uh, I remember thinking, are they making a machine to make lollies? What's happening here? You know, I didn't know. Of course, lollies. Uh, but I knew the guy. Yeah. I knew the guy, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got a son that's in the Lost Keep Boys. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. How all the weirdos come together. We yeah. love that. God, yeah, inspiring each other. But I have found something. Yes. A Kate Bush commercial. Oh. From Japan. So she kind of followed Bowie in the Japan commercial advert sort of area. Yep. So we'll give it a little play because it's for Seiko, the watches, and you'll hear it at the end. Running, running, running. Varieties of mood within us, but it's up to you to choose. The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is coming to Brisbane, the stage show that performs all the greatest from the 80s. Wednesday, October 19, Princess Theatre Wool and Gabba. Get your tickets before they go go or check out rewind80sband.com. Love it. It's up to you to choose. Ah, oh, I love Japanese. <laughs> yes, they just so get do I. shit, don't they? Yeah. And even if they don't, they go with it. <laughs> yeah, they you know do. I mean? They do. They just, they go, just with go with it. it. They just accept oh, it. Exactly. They love bizarre shit. Love it. Mm. Tree houses, whatever. Yeah. They just I don't even they know. They just love they the spectacle. Yeah. So obviously this is um uh, a Kate Bush track that they've used in. So she would have been paid a fortune. Oh, yeah. uh, them heavy people from the kick inside, February the 17th. They would have loved her. Yeah, and it, and it's a watch ad. So do you really know what the ad's about? But who gives yeah. a fuck? Yeah, and she's exactly. just herself in it, you yeah. know, her yeah. crazy self, which is awesome. Uh, very cute commercial. I reckon it would have been 
possibly early 80s, late 70s. So I'm mm. not sure, guys. I couldn't get the year on that. But it just reminded me of the alcohol one that David Bowie did when he was on the piano in Japan. There was an alcohol or a oh, gin right. or something, remember? That's right. So it would have been, you know, and I just love that they would have been paying people millions oh, to God, do these yeah. commercials. Madonna did one. Madonna's done a few Japanese ads, but Madonna did one. <laughs> That's just the weirdest fucking thing that I've ever seen. And with it's got a big dragon in this big gold dragon in it, and Madonna's like interacting with the dragon. dragon. It would have just been the weirdest fucking thing. And she was like, she was big at the time. Yeah, they they must have just given her fucking millions and yeah. just said like, like her age, American agent would have been like, no one will ever see this. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it out. But who cares if they do see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think you would have got to a stage where five five million. Fucking who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's not like when people can look at your Facebook and you lose a fucking job from it. Yeah, you know? yeah that's right. You know, you lose your 250 bucks a week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- yeah, I, I really loved that commercial and that was really the only one I could find. Mm. But interesting, you know. Yeah, yeah. Japan really took that on. Now this next track I love. Yes. Love it. I know why you would love it. Why do you love No. I'll tell you after. All right, we'll have a listen to the song. Here we go. Oh, no, you know what? I'm thinking of the wrong song. Let's do the song. Here we go. Because they were such good friends. Well, he brought her out. Mm. He brought her back out again because yeah. I think she disappeared. Yeah, yeah. For a while. Sorry, I'll just turn this fucking stupid 
shit off. <laughs> um, and this was something she hadn't done. She hadn't sung mm. for a while from yeah. memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't think he'd sort of done. I think he did. Oh no, it was off. So so he'd done Sledgehammer. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, this was a big, big time. And the her EMI, they were sort of EMI was sort of they they loved her, but they were just sort of. She was getting very, very experimental and she had yeah. not – her album sales had sort of lessened off after um, the kick inside and they yeah. were sort of progressively like, you know, yeah, um, well she, slumping. She, yeah, that's right. And so EMI were getting a bit sort of freaked out. And so by the time um, bloody – what's it called? Never, never for, No, not Never Forever. The Dreaming, the one that we're talking about. Yeah. No, is it? So this was on, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. Hounds of Love. Hounds of Love, yeah. By the time sort of 85, by the time sort of Hounds of Love came along, they were, they really needed it to be successful. And so they were really happy with like how things were going and she was doing a lot of interviews and stuff to sort of support that album. She, I think she only toured it once though. She, she hasn't toured hardly at all. Yeah, yeah. She's only done one show. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So when she released this – it really sort of pushed things along for this album um, because she was doing, you know, a big duet with Peter Gabriel and everything. Well, this was Peter's song though. Yeah, it was off. off so I don't um, think so. she released it on one of her albums. No, she didn't. Yeah. No, no. Um, but they loved it. Emi loved it because it sort of pushed along her songs because it sort of kept her, yeah, well, you know, that's it. kept her current and relevant and everything. Um, and, and this was a, uh, an okay hit in Australia. I think it was. Oh, God, yeah. It was huge something. everywhere. Because yeah. Peter Gabriel had world music. He was yeah. doing the world music thing for a little while after this and yeah. did a whole lot of ins- experimental thing. That's right. I think Peter Gabriel learned a lot off Kate as well. Yeah. Because he went from sort of poppy. I mean, Sledgehammer's brilliant, don't mm. get me wrong. Yeah. But it was commercial. Yeah, as anything. Kate, yeah. and this is the whole thing when I said, I think I did say it at the start, Kate never conformed. Yeah, no, So she whether she didn't release something or she did, mm. she knew the music would give back years from now, which yeah. it has, yeah. you know. And that's an inner knowing and an inner strength that you have. Mm. I don't want to put out a record this year because I've got nothing to say. Yeah. So I think Peter did help in bringing her back, but I'm pretty sure he had to talk her into it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean. Well, she sings the chorus. Uh, she sings the choruses. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. for his song released on his album. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. just sings the verses. But I think yeah. his voice sounds beautiful on this. They, they yeah, no, do. they are. They were amazing. Yeah. But I um, I think as artists they're really similar as well. Yeah, God, yeah. And look, Peter wasn't, I think it was only so where, I mean even Genesis was a little bit weird, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was never normal. Mm, it was mm. very experimental with yeah. Phil and stuff. But yeah, no, interesting that he brought her out of, you know, like she just wasn't into it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that is the difference between an artist and someone that is just doing it for a single chart, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Have you got something to say? I went to Bali for Edward and Mark's wedding ten years ago now. Mm. They're just celebrating their ten-year oh, anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah. Tonight, ultimately yesterday. Serious? Wow. Yeah. And when I went to Bali when they got uh, married, which mm. was interesting, I met a guy at Bali at the hotel I was staying in. Yeah. 
who Bill knew because he Bill used to shoot his hotel. Yeah. And she has a house in Bali and they were going to a party where she was going to be at and I fucking lost my mind. I was like, you've got to take me to this party. You've got to take me to this party, you know. Mm. Bali was somewhere David Bowie loved as well. Yeah. And Kate Bush has a house in Bali apparently. I don't know oh, whether it's true. she does too. I don't know whether that's true but she was in Bali and I was like – you know, a hand away from meeting her, you know, and it yeah. never happened. <laughs> Bugger. I don't know why. <laughs> I just didn't – I wasn't sure if mm. I could handle it because I was on my own. Yeah. Maddie had not come with me. I was staying in a hut that you could open if you kicked open, you know. Yeah. Bali's not safe. It doesn't feel incredibly safe but it is safe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not safe, not safe by our standards, not safe by Aussie standards but – Exactly, but yeah. their religion is totally safe. They yeah. wouldn't do anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We are so used to thinking, oh, someone will get our door down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. So I was in this little hut and I was like, I'd give anything to go to Kate Bush's party and not have to stay here the night, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, um mm. you bring up you bring up um Bill. Yeah. My mate John, John Siavis, yep. he's um Greek photographer, he does a lot of TV shows and stuff. Yeah. He did his he did his apprenticeship with a photographer who had a studio above a shop. I know who you're talking about. I know the guy. Yeah. I've met him. Not alive anymore. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh damn. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe Bill killed him. He nearly yeah. killed me. Really? Oh, his fucking head case. But we'll we'll pick this up after the show. Yeah, but, right. But um, heaps of people have <laughs> heaps of people have fucking covered this. Bloody um, Willie Nelson and Sinead O'Connor, mm. Alicia Keys and Bono, mm. and no. this is why you love it. Bullshit. Is because Shannon Nolan that dancing fight did it. <laughs> Never in a million years. <laughs> I thought it was sacrilege. <laughs> I didn't mind that. Yeah. I like Nat. Yeah. But Shannon? He screamed the shit out no. of No. Mm. Where's the weirdo in Shannon? Oh, there's none. Fucking none. No. He's a fucking no. Remember bloody my cousin Matt used to be his MD and oh. his bass player. Look, if you need the money. Yeah. You know. Thank no. God we don't see much of him now. Shannon, no. Yeah. He's not really We out. used to see a lot of him, didn't we? All the time. Fuck. He's the tour constantly. All the time. Yeah. And then he did this song and fucked it. You know, Kate did a version of um, Elton John's. Um, she did too. Yes. Or did he cover her? Oh, no, no, she, no, covered, she him. covered him. She loved it. Rocket Man. That's Rocket Man. right. Yeah, in the 90s. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It's known to be one of the best covers in the world. Oh, she did. She yeah. just treated it really beautifully. I love that. And she cover. played the ukulele, remember? Mm. Yeah, we know what you did. Yeah, fucking we saw you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think we missed we it. We fucking saw you and your ukulele. <laughs> um, I don't reckon I would have really been able to meet this woman because I would have had a nervous breakdown, I reckon. Yeah. Madonna I could meet in five mm. minutes and go, how are you? Yeah. I think you don't realise what artists really, how much – of a hold they have over you until you see them in the flesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. when I saw Prince in the flesh, I reacted very differently to what I thought I would have reacted, mm. which was shit myself. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, great album that um, the Rocket Man cover was on. It was called Two Rooms, which is like celebrating the songs of Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Ah, and it was yeah, yeah. all different artists doing sort of. Yeah. You know, yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Well, she loved Elton. Yeah. You yeah, know. they would have loved each and other. And he's the same thing. Yeah, that's right. You know, he's the same genre. Of yeah. Just say what you think. Yeah. Think what you do. Even yeah. though he didn't write the lyrics but still it came through in the music. Mm. And it's very piano driven which is what Kate's stuff is as well. Yeah. Um, this next song I wanted to play because there was a really good cover oh, of this. Oh, fuck, I die for this. Yeah, there was a really good cover of this but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, from the Sensual World That's 's just from listening to that. Have you heard Maxwell's version? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. He yeah. did it very well. He did. He did it beautifully. He it has an like, incredible fucking yeah, voice. He treated it beautifully as well. Oh. Like didn't oversing it even though no. he could have, you know. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. version. Mum, my mum wants me to sing this at oh. her funeral. Oh, shut the and fuck I'm like, up, mum. Mum, I could never ever do it. Can we, you know. I could never ever do it. Don't even talk it. about that shit. I'd have to what do What is it with parents that like to talk about shit when they're about <laughs> 70 something? I know, I know that mum, she's, she's been talking about it for years. Right. Mum, mum sort of would have been, mum's a stage mum. Yeah. You know? But not in a bad way. Not in a bad way, but she's always trying to get me a gig. And oh, that really? Is, yeah, that's her wanting to showcase. Oh, <laughs> me, right. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah. You'd have to record it. She, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've done I, I funerals of people I don't even know and fucking cried. 
Oh, yeah. Or weddings. So hard. Don't know. Like I just get into a church. I don't know. I'm not even religious. I get into a church and I just feel the energy of all the people. Yeah, yeah. And I just fucking lose it. I, I fucking, the, you know, I do weddings every other weekend and fucking choke up. Yeah, yeah, I've done two right. funerals. Hardest fucking yeah, thing ever. no, not good. Two full yeah. on. Yeah. I don't need that kind of emotional. I mean a perfect song for oh, any yeah. woman's funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And beautiful when it has been used in in for different purposes as well. This is from She's, she's Having, having a, baby. a Baby. Was that movie any good though? I think the song might have been better than the bit, movie. It was a bit wet. Kevin yeah. Bacon. Yeah, Kevin, Bacon. Kevin Bacon. But oh. the, the way that it's used in the film is when – um, the baby's about to be born and there's trouble. And oh, they, they come out shit. and tell him, like, oh, they're both not doing well. Yeah. And so they play, like, a montage of all fucking them in happier times and shit. Oh, oh my God. God. Too much, isn't it? It's so fucking full I know. On. I watched um, five bedrooms. Is it four bedrooms or five bedrooms? I like it. Oh, yeah, it. five bedrooms, yeah. And the woman that's having the baby, the baby dies. Oh, so fuck. she's got this... Fucking dead baby in a blanket, you know, whatever. Oh and it was heavy and it wasn't even real. Yeah. But my mind yeah. just sits there and goes, fucking yeah. pass me the alcohol. I, I, It's just so full on. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen the episode before. Like it's not like I haven't had the experience before mm, but mm. you go through it again. Yeah. It's very yeah. watery, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fucking – I'm emotionally a wreck at the moment. Well, I want only the women about bleed to be born. at my funeral. What's that? Only women bleed. Only women bleed. Only women bleed. Alice Cooper. That's my song. Oh, fuck. Only That's women an old one. bleed. I love it. Yeah. It's so powerful. He's amazing in that. Singing about periods. Yeah, well, that's right. I haven't had one for a while. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, look, I think that hell. would be perfect for my song. Now, they use this as well in uh, fucking uh, The Handmaid's Tale. Yep. And that wrecked me seeing that because right. I was really invested in that story. Yeah. And also in Extras, um, Ricky Gervais Extras. And, right. And they use it at a moment where Ricky Gervais – it's it's all about sort of Ricky Gervais and his best friend who's this Scottish chick and they've got this beautiful relationship. The blonde one. Yeah, yeah. And then it, I think in the second series he gets a break. Like Ricky Gervais' character gets a break Hilarious. and he becomes famous. And it's almost like he's left the best friend behind oh. and they use it in this fucking sequence yeah. where he kind of – he. Doesn't ignore her, but he doesn't notice her, and she's yep. having a tough time, and she can't get, you know, she can't reach her friend, and you see her going home to a flat on her own, and oh, that oh. fucking wrecked me as well. And they're only fucking extras. Oh, it drives me Jesus nuts. Jesus Christ! It's this song though. It's the power yeah, it's of this song. song. Absolutely. Fucking full on. I know. It is a weird feeling though when you are an extra and you get a big part. And you are having meals with the cast and then they're in the kitchen, you know, having their cup of soup and you do feel like shit. Yeah. And that show was pretty spot on. Yeah, it was. Because I remember when I got the part, the bit part in um, the bit part, B-I-T, so people don't think I'm a fucking loopy, (laughs) in Wentworth I had to leave my friend Mm. uh, in the other room and I was – 
allowed to have lunch first and stuff like that. It is heartbreaking because you mm. think, oh, I don't want to leave I've all left my them friends. All yeah, like one of them's I've driven left me all in. the scum. Yeah, behind. yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm and one then, of them. And then they're all looking at you because they didn't get, you know. But then eventually they all got a bit. Which was good. Whether good. it was cock or show, yeah. I don't know. But they got a bit, right? Good. Everyone came <laughs> uh, away with something warm yeah, in their stomach. Beautiful the song. So uh, yeah. we got one more song. Lovely. Now, I love this song. It is 1980. We're going back to Never Forever. Guys, go out and buy these albums on YouTube. I mean, I'm oh, pretty sure good. a lot of people have anyway. Not on YouTube, but you know. On, on nah, don't iTunes. rip them fucking off YouTube. Buy the vinyls, guys. Yeah. If you can get your hands on fucking Hounds of Love, oh my God. Yeah, well, what we all investment. had that in the oh, 80s. You? Yeah, we all had it because it was a pretty cover. You know, it was yeah, really pretty. Yeah, beautiful looking. Album. And uh, don't give up and, I'm not, uh, sorry, um, Running up that hill was huge. And in it the looks, clubs. to me, not the font or anything, but it looks strangely like Madonna. Like I don't know, with her, with her laying down and sort of doing the side eye to the camera and all the hair, sort of. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because sort of when Madonna came along was like you know eighty five as well. Um, she, you know, they were like opposite forces. You know, Kate Bush and Madonna. Very oh, different. Very absolutely. different. Absolutely. I think they would have been good friends though, because as much as Madge, oh, Madonna is would a, have loved. Kate yeah, Bush. yeah, that's right. As much as Madonna is commercial and boppy, there is a, a, a layer of her that's very fucking full on. She tries to be artistic. Yeah. Like, you know, she and she challenges herself to be as artistic as she can. Yeah, and then people pull her aside and go, look, we don't think you need that dildo in that show. Let's put the fucking cross. Do a cross, you know. <laughs> like she has to be policed, I guess, right? Yeah. Which is where I think. Kate probably would have taught her that maybe instead of throwing darts at the fucking wall mm. and hoping you get somewhere, yeah. think about what you really want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And put, I don't know, a guinea pig with a fucking bow around its neck or something to make it nicer. Then, you know. In the film like, clip. Yeah, well, just something like that, you know. Be gentle to the animals. And don't, don't do know. anything rude with you the guinea pig. Don't do anything rude. You don't have to. Uh, but look, Kate Bush is everywhere at the moment. She's in the music news, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked at uh, Smooth FM, who we will be working with very soon. Kate Bush facts. Wuthering Heights, singer's career, husband, children and more <gasps> revealed. Wow. You know. Do you know who she looks like? And I said this to Maddie last night and Maddie goes, don't be fucking stupid. Ren. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see Ren in her. Mm, I can too. Yeah, I can see that. Like there's some photos. Our little friend Ren. Looks like I haven't seen her Ren. for years. No, we saw her not long ago. Uh, but look, we're going to play this track anyway. Now this song's an interesting one. She plays a mother that has lost her son in the war. So the son's gone to war and she's just dressed up in army gear in the video and she's having a go at the world because the son is never going to be a rock musician. He's never going to be a politician. And it's a really good song. So we will listen to this and take you out on this and we'll come back and have a chat to you. But this is a beautiful song. It's called Army Dreamers.
incredible as well. And Kate loves it too. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's says out of all the things that she's done, mm. this is what she's she can watch it and be completely at peace with it. Oh, she looks incredible. Yeah, she does. And it's a and it's a real story in itself. Yeah. And a real message. Yeah. Uh the one thing I didn't mention was uh which we talked about before the show. Mm. She was the first singer-songwriter, the first female singer-songwriter to achieve a UK number one with a self-written song. Wow. Which is incredible. Fuck yeah. And that's what you want. Yeah. Really. Gotcha. But just wanted to mention that that seems to be what's going around with her. Um, 30th of July was her birthday the same day as Maddie. Oh, uh, Maddie. Yeah. Uh, and yes. that's why I find it interesting that's watching right, it is him. Too. Into, like I was sitting here watching hours of her last night mm. uh, and he's just come out going, oh, if you went out with her you'd be fucking picked on. And I went, what? If you went out with her yeah, you'd be yeah, picked yeah. on I'm by like, who? Why? The blokes down exactly, the pub. Exactly, exactly right. Who? <laughs> and I just watched him interact with the same similar energy, man. No, like yeah, he doesn't completely. think he's similar but the 30th of July you're, you're going to be similar. Yeah. And a lot of the times... Like, for instance, Peter Gabriel is um, – she would have loved hanging out with him because he is a cancer, I think. I can't remember. But I just thought of some things as I was looking through. But, yeah, I was just watching the interaction of the two energies going, this is so funny because yeah. I can't stand Virgos when I first met them. Meet oh, them. right. I hate them. Yeah. I yeah. want to kill them. But then they become my best fucking friends. Oh, wow. It's just the territorial, how much do you do, how much do I do, how much do you do? Oh, Can Jesus. we just balance that out? Yeah, yeah. But it's not – it's unspoken though. Yeah. It's just something you feel. Mm. You know, it's just an unspoken thing. Yeah. But a lot of – like I remember when I met Kate Jenko on uh, Wentworth. She's yeah. a Virgo. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know if I like you or not, you know, I'm not sure. And then in the end we – I loved her, you know. We, yeah. We used to say hi to each other and just – she'd take photos of us and stuff. And oh, But it's just something that happens with a dynamic astrologically when you have someone so close and date of birth. Mm. Obviously the years aren't close. Yeah. But Kate was 19, man, and doing this stuff. Yeah. She was very young. 
And what I love about, like, say, this song is how unlike anything else. No. It, it is. It was. No. Just so unique. To sing. Like a, up that. A beautiful yeah. tune. Yeah. But, yeah. But, like, nothing like this in the charts. Absolutely. You know, and people, except, like, she was going on top of the pops with these songs. Yeah, and, yeah. And, That's the thing. And stuff like that that people were really writing to her. Yeah. But she just, I think now she's, like, I know that she was doing jingles and commercials Mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. And that's where her money sort of was coming from. But not anymore. She's got running up that road, running up that hill into the bank again. Exactly. Imagine that. 100,000 million. Number one. I know, I love it. And the way that they the way that they count um charts these days is something like a hundred streams represents one sale. Yeah, right. But if it's and that's but that's for a new song, yeah? A yes. hundred streams of that new song represents one right. sale. But if it's an old song, that's two hundred that's 200 streams. So it's like double the ah, amount. Ah, because it's been around for so a while. So it's like an extra fucking yeah. achievement that this has gone to number one. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Amazing. I love it. No, well done, Kate. How brilliant. We love a Kate Bush. Love Kate Bush. Well, yeah. I reckon that's our show because, like, you guys, hopefully you've enjoyed it and got a little bit of info from it. And please go and watch, uh, go and watch the, go and watch all these these film clips. Oh but yeah! Go and watch Army Dreamers. It came yeah. out in 1980. Kate loves it. Like oh, she so really good. sort of, she really sort of loves that as an example of her work. So mm. you know, if you're not going to go and watch all of these clips, go and watch Army Dreamers. It came out in 1980, which is like, like. 1980, 1981 is like our favourite sort of yeah, period. Yeah, it is. Of, yeah, it, it is, is really. It is, yeah. Um, and it's a yeah great little song. So check it out because there were so many things overlapping, so many styles of music yeah. and and things changing. Disco yeah. had just sort of died. People were doing it before they realised what it was. That's right. You know, absolutely, they were awesome. Energy. There was a magic there that you we all didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but look. She is one incredible woman and stuck to her guns creatively. And opened doors for so many after her, like PJ Harvey, like Tori Amos, like Lady Gaga, so many of them, you know. That's right. Especially the sort of the weird piano chicks. We better go. Yeah, look. Thank you so much for listening tonight. Good on you guys. Please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Jump on board as a Patreon and most of all become a subscriber on over ten different platforms, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just shouting out to Trinidad again. We're still in the charts. And hey. Australia, we're over 110. Oh, great. Yeah, from the the Pride uh, one. Oh, the gays are listening. Gays are lovely. Well, I actually got down to market it the other night. I hadn't done it yet. Wonderful. And I was like, I've really got to Twitter this stuff out and do mm. the website and put Zoe's stuff on there. And I just, I just, I don't know what happened. I just got caught. The last couple I've been a bit slow. And um, amazing, amazing. And oh, then beautiful. before that we had Neighbours, which was piss funny. Great. And yeah. I think that's just the more we do it follows oh, on. Sweet, yeah. But, uh, yeah, guys, if you want a Patreon, we're patreon.com, the 80s montage podcast. And you can put down a dollar fifty, keep the lights on, 
make us happy. Yeah, put it you know? down. Exactly. We've all yeah. got jobs again now, haven't we? Yes. And and guys, we do do this for a living. Like we, we you know, this is one of my things as far as this and the band where we all benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And we could be doing a little bit more than you think if I get my own way very soon. That's right. So jump on board now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And uh, But we love you very much for listening. Uh, tell your friends about us. Yeah, get them on board, guys, and uh, let's share in the love. So g'day to all of our listeners all around the world. And if it's music mateys. Or cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.